1: Lee Cantor here, another episode of Franchise Marketing Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today on the show, we have Pete First with Bright Star Care. Welcome, Pete.
0: Thanks. Appreciate it. Happy to be here.
1: Well, before we get too far into things, tell us a little bit about Bright Star Care. How are you serving folks?
0: So we provide um, in-home, uh, in-home uh, health care for seniors all across the country. Um, we've got about 340 locations around the U.S., uh, big differentiator for us is all of our uh franchisees are joint commission accredited which is the highest accreditation that we have out there and so you know we've, we've got different multiple different areas uh of revenue stream that our franchisees can enjoy so they've got the in-home care we have skilled care that we can provide in the home we also have uh external staffing to uh, other communities as well so a lot of different things that our, that our franchisees can do
1: so how did the uh, brand come about? Did it start uh, with franchising in mind or did it start as kind of a mom and pop?
0: Well, Shelley's son, who's our founder and CEO, she started this, it started the business looking for care for her grandparents. And so that's that's where things really began. And she was actually a franchisee before she was a franchisor. So she was involved uh, with a couple of hotel brands, and was in, uh, you know, in the new owner training program for the hotel brands, and realized, you know, this is something that we can, we can really take this and we can franchise it, and so that's really where, where it started. So being a franchisee kind of led to this, and then the the most important thing that we have today is being able to provide such a higher standard of care, and that really is the differentiator. Um, and one of the differentiators for us was being able to provide that, and then expand that via the franchising model.
1: Then what does that ideal franchisee prospect look like?
0: Our franchisees today, you know, we're really looking for franchisees that come in and want to be able to scale their business and want to expand, um, you know, and looking at folks that don't necessarily have a a healthcare background. In fact, most of our franchisees don't. Most of our franchisees come to us because they've had some experience with uh, home care. In some capacity, whether it was their own family member, their grandparents, their their own parents, and they realize that there's got to be a, uh, you know, a better way to provide this type of a service. So they have that passion about the business already, but they, they come in with a lot of, uh, you know, our, our top franchisees have quite a bit of management experience and they're used to running teams because if you think about the the business that we have, we really have two Two types of businesses that people are running. They're running the, the business of, the, of providing care and providing service to the community. Um, but also they've got, you know, in some cases, hundreds of caregivers that are working with them and working for them. And, you know, it's managing that that large team as well. So uh, that that people that have the management experience really build well in this.
1: Well, there's a lot in the news about, um, you know, shortages of nurses and those type of caregivers. Is that uh, one of the challenges in this uh, organization as well?
0: It's a, yeah, nationally. I mean, globally, it's a challenge when it, when it comes to this, because there is a shortage of, of caregivers and nurses and and what we strive for is being, you know, being that employer of choice and finding ways to keep and retain our, our best people. So re- retention and having a recruiting and retention arm within our company to support our franchisees is really important and we do, we do that. So it's, you know, it's one thing to have, uh, to hire a lot of people and, and bring people onto the team, but you've got to onboard them properly and you have to make sure that they're going to stay. So retention and focusing on keeping that team together, is a big part of what, what we're doing right now.
1: So, what is a day in the life of a franchisee or a new franchisee look like?
0: Well, there's a lot of a, a lot of managing the the team and the caregivers. So, you know, our our uh, franchise owner really oversees everything. They've got a director of nursing that manages the the nursing team. Um, they've got an office manager that helps with uh, you know the director of operations kind of helps with within managing the building. And the, you know, the franchisee is the face of the business. This is a, a business that. Is, you know Networking is very important. Uh, working with the discharge planners and, and referral sources and having that relationship is really key. Uh, and then being out there and building that business. So, you know, it, there's a lot of uh, moving parts to this because especially as you scale, you're providing care and, and service to multiple locations every single day. And so there's, there's a lot of coordination that goes with that.
1: Now, you mentioned earlier that the ideal franchisee doesn't necessarily have to be in the healthcare uh, industry before jumping into Brightstar. They do, though, have to uh, build relationships with people in the healthcare uh, industry, right? Like there's, I would imagine, a lot of uh, locally they have to know the hospice people, the nursing home people, the assisted. They have to know kind of all the players in that space or at least have somebody on the team that is kind of immersed in those communities as well.
0: Yeah, and a lot of that comes over time where they may not have those relationships initially, but part of our training process and, and onboarding a new franchisees is to work with them to build those relationships and then know who those contacts are and who the key players are within the market. Because you're right, those referral sources are your are your key to growing your business and we help our franchisees develop those relationships um, as well. So, you know, it, it's just it's kind of a part of the a part of the boot camp program that we go through is is building up those contacts who's who and and how to uh, how to be able to reach them because ultimately what what our referral sources are looking for is a solution and we can we can provide that uh, beyond you know beyond companion care you know we can provide that if they uh, have other needs and one of the things that we really are focused on today is national accounts and building the national relationships um, you know with various payers and with uh, you know whether it's auto owners or other types of of uh, uh, insurance companies and things where we're involved directly you know, with the payer and helping provide those uh, that business out to our franchise network.
1: Now, when someone's considering this as a franchise for themselves and taking the leap into franchising... What are some of kind of their, their concerns when it comes to, to this? Because it, it doesn't seem like an obvious choice for a lot of folks. I know you mentioned that they've had some personal experience, maybe their parent or grandparent. They saw them go through that and they saw, you know, what a mess that can be. But what, you know, was there, do they feel like, hey, I'm not quite, who am I to be doing this kind of work? I don't know anything about this, you know, the medis, the medical side. Does, is that fear of not being immersed in the medical or having that healthcare background hold them back for even considering this?
0: Well, you know, we get, we get through that uh, hurdle as we take, uh, candidates through our process of reviewing the brand before they even become a franchisee. So we've answered a lot of those questions along the way. And we also have, have all of our candidates do a lot of validation with, with existing owners. So they know, you know, if they get a true day in the life of, uh, explanation from the owners and what to expect and you know it's a, it is a 24-7 business I mean that's the nature of what we do so people have to be prepared for that and it's not it's not right for everybody I mean we 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 say no to a lot more people than we say yes to as far as coming into the brand because we are looking for that person who who really really wants to come in and build and scale but the medical piece of it yeah I mean that, if you don't have that background let's say you're not in you haven't been a nurse or you haven't been involved in in you know medical capacity in any capacity it it is a little bit overwhelming but working you know through the training program through the question answer getting the questions answered prior to coming on as a franchisee we try to work through all of that ahead of time um so when you come in and and they're ready to open you know they don't you, you only take the the types of cases that you're prepared to take as you open so you sort of you know crawl walk run um through this process And so by the time you get to some of those higher level cases, you're ready to handle it.
1: Now, um, are you finding kind of post-pandemic or hopefully we're post-pandemic that um, more people are open to the idea of franchising as kind of that second act or third act in their career?
0: We're seeing a lot of that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it is definitely just franchising in general continues to expand and there's more and more opportunities out there for, if you think about it, there's fr- there's a franchise opportunity for almost everything and in, in almost everyone's interests. So there's, there's, a, there's a match out there. I mean, we, we, what we want to do with franchising is make sure that people are making the right choices. They're doing their investigation doing their leg legwork. And that's what we expect when they're coming uh, and considering Brightstar as their opportunity. And we want them to talk to as many franchisees as we can but the, the, you know, if you, you hear about the great resignation and there's a lot of, of uh, people that are out there now looking so I can see franchising continue to grow because it's such a great model. I mean, wh- where where else would you want to go? Um, it, we see a lot of people that try to start things on their own. But why, you know, have the mental anguish and the expense and all of the things that go with that when you, when there's probably a system out there for you?
1: Now, uh, you've been in franchising for a minute, and you've worked with uh, brands out, outside of uh, BrightStar. Can you sh- share some advice for those franchisors, maybe from emerging companies? Like, what are some of the do's and don'ts? What are some of the must-do things that they should be doing to get to the level of a BrightStar?
0: Yeah, I think in the beginning, you j- just really be selective with your franchisees. I know that it, that it is it is hard when you're just getting started because you need to get to that scale. But, but it's so important to have a really good foundation of franchisees um, that you can build with because they're going to be the, the folks that are out there helping you validate. Uh, the item 19 is going to be based upon how they're doing and how, you know how well they're doing, how well you're supporting them and getting them off uh, and started you know getting getting them off and running uh, and, and being able to provide that validation for you as you continue to grow. So I think that that's that's the biggest thing. Don't be afraid to say no. Um, to a candidate if you just don't feel like they've got the same core values as you um, and and they're not going to be working in lockstep with you as you, as you grow and and have the same vision for the brand.
1: Now, do you find that uh, when you're an emerging brand, should you just, even if they're the perfect fit, should you just take anybody anywhere in the country or should you kind of grow from your initial location outward?
0: You know, I, I guess it depends on the, it depends on the franchisee on the candidate and their, and your ability to support them. So, you know, it's, I suppose it's the type of brand too. We don't wanna, I wouldn't want to hold back uh, development with the right candidate in the right place, even though they may be further from our corporate location. Um, especially today, you know, we can, we can do so much support uh, online and we can do so much support via zoom and, and the pandemic has taught us how to support our franchisees uh, remotely. So I I think that that's opened up a lot of doors and I wouldn't be, I wouldn't hesitate if it was the right person.
1: Now, um, maybe back in the day at the early, um, early franchising uh, history, the people started as kind of the onesie person that's going to go into a market. And now you're finding more and more kind of, I call them professional Franchisees where they have a portfolio of brands that might be in complementary industries and they have an infrastructure where they can support, uh, you know, where there's some economies of scale. Is that kind of part of your profile now at this stage of Brightstar? You're looking for that type of professional franchisee?
0: We see that a little bit, and they come to us from from differing industries. So it's almost like they've they've had... And they're looking to diversify their portfolio so they may have multiple food concepts or they may come from other types of of industries Uh, so we're seeing some industry crossover where where they're not necessarily having complementary businesses to bright star per se but they see the opportunity with where Um, you you know, the demographics with seniors and where this is, where where this type of industry is heading and they see it as an opportunity to be, you know, diverse with where they're at. And they've got some great teams that they're, that they already have and some people may be able to be plugged into this and uh, potentially run this for them as well.
1: Now is hospitality one of those kind of crossover industries? Like if you have a bunch of hotels, is this kind of a, a makes sense as part of a portfolio?
0: yeah we see we do get a, we do get quite a few inquiries from that and and one of the reasons that we do is because we also have bright star senior living and bright star care homes which are you know brick and mortar um senior living communities and that's where we've really seen a lot of folks from the hospitality side uh come in and and have interest because they see senior living as an opportunity that's fairly similar when it comes to running running the business itself you know it's it's about occupancy and it's about uh, revenue per available room, and it's about providing great service, and, and the hospitality industry bodes well for that. It really ties in nicely.
1: So now, um, is there some locations that Brightstar is looking to expand into next? Are there territories, or is it kind of the world is your oyster at this point?
0: So we're we're only in the U.S., so we're not looking internationally, but we still have areas in the Northeast. You know, there there are territories available in most of the. Uh, major markets, what we have done you know if if you think about how people develop we we are pretty established and we 're going on twenty years and so we we have quite a few um, a lot of the major markets are fairly uh sold out, but what we 've done this year to in, in increase uh interest in some of the uh, markets that are maybe not in the central area, but maybe you know a, a suburb or something like that. We've we've introduced a medium density territory, and so what we've done is looked at territories that are under 200,000 in population, where we know that we need to provide service and the need is there and the demand is there. Uh, but we're looking at these smaller medium density markets. We've cut our franchise fee in half, so we're dropping that down uh, in half, uh, 50%, and then there are some. some uh, aspects of that where they may not have to have an office or may be able to uh, work differently with a salesperson, but it's really being able to enter into some of these markets that still need service, but may not be, you know, 400,000 population territory, but we know that are still very, very viable and areas that we need to provide uh, service and we have national account needs. And uh, this is the way to enter into some of those, some of those markets.
1: Yeah, the the demographics of this of aging are definitely working in your favor, and uh, you know, it doesn't matter the size of the city. There's going to be a need to at least some level.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, and, we're, and we want to be able to provide that. We want to be able to say yes to uh, inquiries that come in.
1: Right, and if you can create an offering that makes sense uh, financially in in each of those markets, why not?
0: Yeah, I mean, most senior care franchises have a, have minimum thresholds that franchisees need to meet as part of developing their market. And with the the medium density territories that we're doing today, we don't have any of those minimums. So it allows people to to really you know build to the maximum potential within uh, within a territory of that size. And and uh, you know we're we're really excited about that and see that as a great growth opportunity.
1: Yeah, and it's great for those consumers in those markets because those are the people that really have a hard time.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Well, Pete, congratulations on all the success. If somebody wants to learn more, what's the uh, website? What's the coordinates?
0: I would go to brightstarfranchising.com, and that will give you all of the information on the agency, You know, our Bright Star Care Agency development and growth, along with Bright Star Senior Living and those opportunities as well. So brightstarfranchising.com.
1: All right. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work, and we appreciate you.
0: Thank you, Lee. Appreciate
1: it. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Franchise Marketing Radio.